Hey, you. Yeah, you. You know, I'm Dozer of the Such Good Shoot podcast, and I just want to tell you how excited we are to be part of the Johnners Podcasting Network. It is home to many great wrestling podcasts, such as Wrestling with Johnners, Turnbuckle Arms Podcast, Rope Break, our good buddy, What Do You Say with DDJ, The Call Up, and many more. If you want just some of the best wrestling podcast action, make sure you just go to WrestlingWithJohnners.com and check everything out. So till next time, I've been Dozer. This has been Such Good Shoot, intoxicatingly entertaining. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Attention wrestling fans. You're now about to listen to the band coming down the aisle. From the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind, this is What You Say with D. DJ. Episode 44 of What Do You Say with DDJ. As always, I'm your host, DDJ. Uh, don't forget, you can catch uh, all the past episodes of What Do You Say with DDJ, uh, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Anchor, uh, show. If it's not on, it should be coming soon to Apple Podcast. And you can also check the video presentations of each and every episode on uh, the official What Do You Say with DDJ YouTube channel. Uh, your one-stop shop for uh, all things What Do You Say with DDJ. You go to wrestling www.wrestlingwithjohners.com slash what do you hyphen say hyphen with hyphen DDJ slash. Uh, there you can get find links for my shows uh, on Spotify and all major podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And uh, thanks again to the Johnners Podcasting Network for uh, having me as part of the team now. Very happy. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. Uh, this week's episode features a really good interview with the uh, the voice that kicks off. Uh, we'll be kicking off the uh, Chicago Lane Championship Wrestling Show coming up here in, on June 12th, as well as the man whose voice you heard announcing each and every match of the October 3rd show uh, on Amazon Prime. Fight that, TV, Powered Four TV, High Spots Wrestling Network. Uh, that man, uh, the luxurious voice of Greg Hansen. Greg is my guest this week, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. So just before you sit down and get ready, get your uh, drink, get your snack, get in a nice comfy spot, and enjoy episode forty-four of What Do You Say with DDJ and my guest this week, Greg Hansen. This is Tim Storm, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You're listening to What Do You Say with DDJ. If you love professional wrestling, this is where you need to get your information. Don't miss this. All right, we are here with another episode of What Do You Say with DDJ. And on this week's episode, uh, I am joined by the man who, if you've had it, we're at the uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Show back in uh, October, or if you've had a chance to watch it on Amazon Prime, Fight.TV, uh, Powered 4 TV, or many of the other venues that this show was available, uh, you heard this voice as the guy that was probably the first voice you heard uh, the kickoff festivities. I'm talking with uh, CCW ring announcer Greg Hansen. Greg, how are you doing today? Doing great, DDJ. Thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. Thanks for doing this. So uh, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to ask you the qu a question that I ask everybody. It's usually the first question that I ask everybody on my show, and that is, uh, how did you discover professional wrestling? So as a fan, I discovered when I was about four or five years old, watching old NWA, AWA, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, or my mm -hmm. eyes on, I should say. Uh, me and my best friend, Pete Gersh, that's how it all started. You know, we were watching like the Road Warriors when they would come out and then we'd pretend to be, you know, a hawk and animal and we'd do crazy stuff and just beat the hell out of each other as kids. And uh, we just had a great time. And growing up, I've always loved wrestling and it's always just been a passion of mine to really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough at the age of 30 to get into it. And uh, I'd already had a shoulder surgery. 
So wrestling really wasn't too much in my future, but I was thinking about trying to be a manager. Okay. So I, I had a friend that was a ref and a friend that was a wrestler at a small company, NWWA, that later turned on to, turned into ARW. So they had a training facility. I went there, and I was like, Rex Hart, who was the owner and the trainer, I'm like, Rex, I'd really like to become a manager. He's like, no, no, do me a favor, talk again. I was like, okay. So I said something. He's like, you're going to be the ring announcer. Right there, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know nothing about ring announcers. I was terrified, to be honest with you. Wow. He goes, he goes uh, my ring announcer now, He's a train. He's a trainee, and he wants to go and start wrestling. So, we need a ring announcer. You have a good voice. I want you to do it. I'll tell you, I was terrified getting in the ring for that first time. Mm -hmm. I always had a little bit of stage break going on, so uh, I had the death grip on the mic. I was redder than my beard, and I was <laughs> terrified, you know. And uh, I had a lot of great people guide me through years. Um, I had King Bishop, KB. He helped me. Chano helped me a lot. Ron the Lumberjack helped me through. And uh, I went and watched, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mr. Riccolo. Yes, I've heard, I've heard, I've, uh, I, I know who he is. He's a, a tremendous talent, and he's yes. very good. He has yeah. honed his craft fantastically, and he's given me some good advice through the years. Mm -hmm. And I really want to say thank you to him for everything he's done. Awesome. And uh, I've tried to base myself off of him, but as time got on, I just sort of got into my own groove. I found my own niche in this, and I sort of ran with it. Um, about five, six years in, I was actually able to find my voice, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, Braun the Lumberjack had been doing the shows, and Braun comes up to me and goes, have you ever been to a strip club? I'm like, yeah. He's like, look, you know how the announcer's like, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage is Diamond. I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's you. From now on, <laughs> yep. that's you. So uh, I took a little bit of that with me, and uh, – it really all came together at that point. And once that happened, it was just finding the confidence because it took a long time for me to get away from the stage fright, being terrified of the fans who were nothing but great to me. Right. And a big shout out to all the fans because through the years, I've had a lot of great people come up yeah. to me. Uh, the thing is, the ring announcers, they think that I'm like the GM. Didn't you see him cheat? Like, man, I'm just a ring announcer. I, I can't help you with that. I'm sorry. So... Uh, <laughs> It's been an interesting career, and it's been very fun. I've been very privileged to work around so many great people, a lot of a lot of very talented individuals, whether it be manager, ref, wrestler, of course, right. and anybody in between. I've worked with uh, some great sound guys. Uh, Jesse, I don't know. I can't remember his last name for some reason right now. But we did sound. He did sound for ARW. Eh, let me spit it out. Sorry. Very good. And uh, we had some growing pains here and there, but he really got very good at what he did. And we had a good time doing everything we did. And I can't say enough about how privileged I am to be able to be in this because I got in in a dead period. I got in 12 years ago and wrestling was not at a, a very high level like it is now. You know, right. wrestling goes through its peaks and valleys. And I was definitely in a valley at that time. So it's sort of I lucked out getting in. And uh, I did a little bit of training as much as my body would let me. Mm -hmm. Rex eventually folded up the training school. So when he did that, a group of people bought it out, and then they changed it over to Adrenaline Ringside Wrestling. Okay. So with them, I'd gotten a lot of work. I'd gotten a lot of uh, practice by doing it live. And if you're going to do it, do it live on stage, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, through the years, I've gone through a few transformations, and I finally got into the suit that you see me in on TV. Or in, if you see me at a live show, um, I've been able to really enhance my throat as far as, you know, belting them out. Because right. there's times where the mic cuts out and it's like, nah, that ain't stopping me. And I'll just put the, put the mic to my side and just go. There you go. And uh, the main thing is, is just it took a long time to get where I'm at and I'm having a great time doing it. I can't wait to see what June 12th has in store. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that you said you had a great time doing it because that I, I noticed that like I noticed that with everybody at the, uh, the, the the CCW show back in October, like, you know, John obviously had you could tell he was just like to quote, you know, a line from Chris Jericho. He was drinking it in. Um, you know, he enjoyed it. Like I said, I 
talked to him many times throughout the show. I mean, you looked like you were having fun. Um, Steve and Joey, who were calling the action, you know, had a lot. looked like they had a lot of fun. Michael, who was doing the interview. I mean, everybody looked like they were having fun. And it's just, it, it makes it makes the overall presentation of the product so much better when it looks like everybody is just, you know, having a good time. And I think the fans pick up on that. At least I know I did. And that was the main thing is um, walking in the doors at CCW, Dennis, I really only knew a couple people. Usually I go into a locker room and I know everybody. Right. This time when I went in, it was a lot of people that I've heard of, a lot of people that I've watched, but I've never had the honor of announcing. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to be able to get a, a fresh perspective. And everybody left their ego at the door. Right. Yep. It's made it a lot more easier to portray on TV because everybody was out there to make the show good, not just themselves. They were out there for the show. And uh, what we have going on at CCW is something really special. Yep. Because everybody believes in what John's telling us you know i'm not trying to say that we're all drinking the kool-aid but we're all drinking the kool-aid because this is something that this area doesn't have not as much as the tv presence or anything like that but just the show i mean we had people coming from delaware from kentucky i mean across the country to come wrestle at this show yeah and it was just the vibe and you know what i'm talking about you probably felt it better being outside of the ring oh yeah i Absolutely. But being in the ring, the vibe that I got was everybody was there to make this the best show that possibly could ever happen. Right. And carrying into June 12th, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on. There's a few different interesting storylines that are going on. I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with uh, the tribunal in No Coast. Yeah, I've been fo- I've been following that uh, story. I've been following the one that I'm really excited for is uh, Youth Gone Wild versus the Gods Brothers because I know they've had a really intense storyline. I know I saw the video uh, Rockstar Johnny Nye posted when he was in, I believe it was Gunner Brave's house while he was gone. I mean, it's just and 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 that's the thing, like. I love I love this organization because of the stories that are going into it and stuff. And it's just I really like what they're putting into it. I mean, you've got stories that are deeply personal. You've got, you know, matches that are gonna be fun. I mean, you're gonna have matches, you know, that are gonna be real hard hitting. I mean, I know I'm really excited for uh uh Jonathan Hudson and uh Chip Walker. I'm actually my podcast is gonna be sponsoring that match. Um and nice. that's, and because and I mean I've you know I'm a I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm a Chicago Connection guy, but I've been friends with uh, P.L. Myers for 20 plus years, and he's been nothing but good to me. So I, I, you know, I got to be good to him because he stuck with me throughout all these years. So I have to return the favor and stuff. But just overall, it's just, it's such a fun show. It's just everything leading up to it has been great. I love like you know these seeing these videos come up on YouTube. You know, with all these stories to further the storylines and stuff like that. It's just, just like you said, you said, talked about how John, you know, you guys are all drinking the Kool-Aid. The difference between like what John's doing and, you know, say I, I just, somebody else is doing is you guys are all drinking the Kool-Aid because you want to drink the Kool-Aid. Nobody is forcing you to do it. And that's one of the things I love about John. I mean, and everybody that I've talked to when I brought up John's name, has had nothing but good to say to him. Like I said, I talk to John all the time. He's definitely gone out of his way and many times, and he's told me that I'm part of this, which is really cool to be a part of this and being able to be a part of it from the ground up and stuff. So, and that's why I continue, you know, I've supported you guys. I've gone out of my way to feature you guys on my show and continue to support you guys just because of how open and welcoming you guys have been to me personally. So for that, I thank you and I thank everybody else. Well, thank you for allowing us to be on your show. Yes. Thank you for being a part of it because you know what? John's really just, he's reached out his hand and said, come on, come with yep. me. And uh, the journey that has just begun is only going to get better as it goes. Yep. We have a lot of passionate people in this business and we have a lot of passionate, passionate people in this company, mm-hmm. which really uh, comes out as you watch, as you further watch this product as it keeps coming out as ccw keeps going it's just going to get better and better right the storylines will continue to be and i can't even storylines it's just how people feel towards each other it's actually a lot of these guys what you're seeing in these youtube videos and what you're hearing them say is legit this isn't so much just you know 
fact or fiction. This is what's going on. This is how right. these people are actually feeling. Um, Paragon, he kidnapped somebody, and uh, I don't want to get into that because I can't say he did or didn't, but right. let's just say that uh, he may have made me a little upset, but I don't want to be trapped in somebody's trunk of their car. And um, P.L. Myers, I'm glad you brought him up. Yes. That man right there has how many years of experience? He's uh he's just started, I believe. He just celebrated 20 years. So two decades, two decades in the business. And he is offering his guidance. He's offering his knowledge, mm-hmm. not just to us, but also to all of everybody in the back. He uh he's worked with some of the greats. That man's worked with the Road Warriors, Bobby yep. the Brain Keenan. The list yep. is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, to have a legend like that with us. Along with a lot of the other legends we have, like Vic Dupri, Sea Red, Marche, I can go on and on. This isn't a a list of nobodies. Nope. You know, we have some young up and comers. Don't get me wrong, but the veterans that are guiding them in the back are very well versed, and very much at home their craft through the years. And it's, I can't wait to see. Everybody's gonna really enjoy the June twelfth show. August 21st is going to be a great show. Everything coming up is going to be just off the charts. Right. The more that we go, the better it's going to get. And John literally is, he's the one that's, you know, the engineer of this train. And the best thing I can say is jump on while you can, because it's going to be a good time all the way through. Oh yeah. I've, I've got my, uh, I've, I've been on since, uh, since day one, you know, and I'm not getting off until I'm forced off. So, uh, going back to, uh, uh, you know, you discovering pro wrestling here, uh, who were some of like the, your, your favorites when you first started watching? Oh, wow. The one guy that I always loved and I still do to this day, he reminded me of my dad back in the eighties was Arn Anderson. Oh, the huge double-A fan. The huge. Oh, man. And the Four Horsemen, you know, mm-hmm. as I was told later on in my fandom, so to say, you know, I told my buddy, and I was like, man, I hate that guy. He's like, good. He's doing his job. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yep. whether you love him or you hate him, they're doing their job. It's when you don't care about him at all, that's when they have to worry. Yep, absolutely. I love that. And uh, Arn Anderson, I loved him just because the way he looked with the glasses and everything, he looked like my dad legitimately. My dad was yeah. about a foot shorter than him, but that's not his story. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Road Warriors, there's nothing that can top when they would come out, destroy somebody before the bell even rang. Yep. And they were just legitimate, tough guys. They were legitimate badasses. And it was so fun to watch that energy just even watching that tv i can imagine being in the in the actual stadium to watch it mm-hmm. the von erics the von erics that storyline before kevin had passed and everything else not to date myself but oh, uh, it's there's no age discrimination on this show thank you i appreciate that uh the von erics fritz knew what he was doing with his boys and when he brought the freebirds in that was just Wow, that was must-see TV. Yep. You know, um, Ric Flair, of course, because I mentioned the Horsemen. Yep. As you see, I'm not mentioning a lot of WWF guys. I mean, like, of course, I liked Hogan. I liked the Junkyard Dog and stuff like that. But I was never really a huge WWF fan right. until mid-'90s. I'd mm-hmm. watch it, but it, it'd be easy for me to turn it off, I'll tell you that. Okay. It was a little more hokey, and I liked more of the realism that you would get with the NWA, AWA, uh, everything else besides WWF. And uh, they had a great show, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't... I mean, I'd watch WrestleMania, of course. One of my favorite matches in history is Piper... No, I take that back. Sorry. Savage versus Steamboat. Mine, one of mine, too. One of mine, oh. too. And they told that story so well. And everything leading up to it, Dennis. Oh, my... Mm-hmm. He crushes his larynx and everything else. The back and forth and that definitely blew Andre and Hogan out of the water. Right. Andre and Hogan got the butts in the seats and Macho and Ricky stole the show. Um, I love Piper. I've always loved Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. That made captivate an audience like nobody else. Jake, the snake Roberts. I got a chance to meet him a couple times once before he sobered up. And once after he sobered up, Uh funny story about that is he was at a resistance show 
Mm-hmm. And I, he was in line for a hot dog. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Jake the Snake Roberts. So I go up, I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, Mr. Roberts? He's like, yeah. I'm like, man, you were my hero growing up. And he turns to me and goes, you need to pick better heroes. <laughs> I was like, dang, man. But then when he sobered up, he had uh, come in. I live in Highland, Indiana. And he had come into town over at this place called The Room to do his, you know, little live shtick. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to talk to him. I got a couple autographs. He went outside for a smoke, so I ran outside to talk to him. And uh, we were discussing a lot of things and a lot of things away from wrestling. And it was really nice to see the the human side of him and how far he's come from yeah. being sober. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so proud of him because it's not an easy thing to do what he had done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Shawn Michaels, I've always been on the fence with him, but he's a fantastic performer. I always enjoyed watching his shows. Undertaker, I've loved since the day that I seen him. That guy used to creep me out as a kid, but nothing but respect for that man as he went on through his career. How long do you have? Because I can make this list huge. I love this. I got as long as you need. I'll tell you what. Um, that's for me being a kid, and I'm sure I'm missing a few here and there. Mm-hmm. As we get into the Attitude Era, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How can right. you go wrong with that? You um, the Rock. But then my underdog that I always loved was Val Venus. That hello, ladies. <laughs> I always, love always got me laughing. And uh, The Godfather. If you didn't like yeah. the whole train, then I don't know what to tell you. That that was great stuff. Benoit was always at the top of that list as far as technical, just brutal yep. guys. Yeah. Guerrero's, Chavo and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Man, the the Dudleys, of course. The yep. Dudley boys brought something new to the table, especially when they did go to WWF, because yep. when they came, they had that extreme attitude to come with them. Yep. Without them and the Hardy boys, Edge and Christian would have just been another tag team. Yeah, I agree. They elevated, all of them elevated each of their games. You know, you hear the stories now going back that, you know, a lot of guys were on Michael P.S. Hayes' butt for, uh, you guys need to jump off that ladder and stuff like that. But I think they were more willing to do it anyway because they always wanted to up that bar. Yep. And um, just, it was so great. Uh, Andre Andre will always hold a special place in my heart because I always admired him. Mm-hmm. And then coming later in life and finding out all of the, the trials and tribulations he went through from being that size and all yeah. the damage that his body took through the years mm-hmm. and trying to just cope with the pain as well as trying to deal with people i'm sure that had to be way a lot on him oh absolutely that and all the stories about how he had drink like you know eight cases of beer while some guys are just trying to finish six you know stuff like that right. that always get me chuckling um man i'm gonna stop there with the amount of guy i mean i've, I've loved wrestling <laughs> for a long time and i didn't get into a lot of the different offshoots I watched ECW as I could. Joel yep. Gertner, I've actually got a chance to meet him and talk with him. And yeah, Joel's a good guy. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, he's top-notch. And uh, I got a chance, chance to actually go to lunch with him. I worked StarCast 3. And, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, I got it. My buddy Mike Berry Sr. got me the chance to go work with Conrad and all them. Yeah. So I got a chance to meet him. I was him there. Live. You were? Yeah, I went to StarCast 1 and 3. So no, I missed StarCast 1. Mm-hmm. That was before me, but as soon as I got the chance to go to three and actually work the show, yeah. Oh, how can I forget this, Mick Foley? Yeah. Oh man. So Saturday was it Saturday night? I want to say it was Friday night. There was a show going on that a bunch of guys took off to go see. So I sort of got stuck working the door from one of the events going on, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm looking and I've been giving a bunch of people a hard time getting through the door, just being a smart ass, you know, just having a good time. <laughs> and as I'm watching, I see this huge hulking shadow come over me and I'm like, who the, I look up, it's Mick Foley. I was just like, Oh, and I couldn't even say nothing. I was just in awe. Just like, eh, I, 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 uh, it, Mick Foley, mankind. You know, I was just so thrown off because right. That guy, the stories that you would hear, they would even when he made it big, and he was one of the top names. He was still changing in the hallways with the guys that were just jabbing out. Mm-hmm. A lot of respect for that guy because you know what? He beat the hell out of himself, oh, and absolutely. he did so much to uh, pretty much help WWF get the win. You know, for the Monday Night Wars, 
and it was just great to i didn't get a chance to actually talk to him because i was too starstruck so to say <laughs> um, scorpio sky that dude is so cool i don't know yeah. if you had a chance to meet him yeah, I got to meet them. Um, uh, I got to meet all three guys uh, back when they were together at SCU at the first star cast. And then they were at uh, one of the uh, warrior wrestling shows at a uh, Marian Catholic. Uh, and when, uh, I think it was their fourth show they did. And I got a picture with them, like me and a bunch of my friends that they went to the show with. We got like a really cool group photo with SCU. And I actually have it hanging over uh, my studio right where I'm at right now recording. So, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, see... Christopher Daniels, that's another one I didn't get into because I watched a lot of Impact in its infancy days. Right, yeah. So, like, AJ Styles when he was young, Christopher Daniels. Hall and Nash, I respect, but due to the curtain call and a few other things, I sort of, eh, you know, that sort of pulled right. down that last wall. Between mm -hmm. them, Triple H and Michaels, that sort of really irked me because you, you killed wrestling at that point for your own ego. But they've done tremendous things through this business, and they've definitely helped it succeed right but like christopher daniels i always thought should have been a bigger star than he was he never really got that chance nobody gave him nobody had confidence it seemed like in him and then the dude's just amazing especially when he was younger that guy was great and especially to find out that he started over with sam decero yep i mean it it you get that, man, that hometown feel, even though I think he's from Carolina originally. I'm not sure exactly. But he moved to Chicago, became a wrestler. He worked Windy City with all those great guys. And um, it's just awesome. And Frankie Kazarian, mm -hmm. that dude's talent is just off the, off the charts. The guy's fantastic. He's so great at what he does, and he makes it look effortless. Absolutely agree with that. And uh, and the Scorpio Sky, the thing that I wanted to get at with this was my son, we were watching, you know, odds and ends. And I was watching a lot of YouTube because AEW really hadn't done shows yet. Mm -hmm. And he'd done a video saying, this, uh, what was it? This is the worst town ever. Yep. And see you. And I showed it to Scorpio. He's like, here, man, let's take a video. So literally he shot a video of me with me saying, you know, this is the worst town ever. So it was great because I got to send that to my son. And it was, oh, he was just cool. really stand-up guy. And I'm yeah. really I'm happy he's getting the attention that he deserves. I really want to say he's part of a part of the future of wrestling. Yep. And I can't wait to see where his career goes. I'm not a big fan of Ethan Page, but that's for other reasons. And I still respect him for what he does because that's a lot of sacrifice and work that he's done. But I won't get into that. Good job, oh, Ethan. Fair enough. And uh this this journey I've had in wrestling has been so – I've been so blessed to be on this journey because I started with such small beginnings. And as we keep going and as, you know, Chicagoland's going to take off, it is going to erupt. Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad, Dennis, that you're with us for this ride because oh, yeah. we are going to blow up. John's got his worldwide, you know, partners. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not just local. We're we're partnered with Canada, Puerto Rico, Australia, Germany, yeah, Mexico, England, Asia, Mexico. And John's working harder than anybody else I've met as far as a promoter. And I've met some decent promoters, and there's some promoters that are sort of a little bit, you know, they're a little too carny. Mm -hmm. But John is the real deal. John is going out of his way to make sure that we get the exposure we need. Dennis, I've not done an interview in my whole career until I got with John. And this year alone, I've done four, including you. And thank you so wow. much for having me on. Absolutely. Um, one company I was with, I told him, in a, I won't give up dates or anything like that, but I told him that I wanted to try and make a big push because I had an injury at work. And uh, I had free time. So what I wanted to do was make that big push to try and get to like an AEW, an Impact, or even WWE. And they basically pulled me out of the YouTube videos that they were making. And I, I felt slighted, but I also understood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. And at the end of the day, a lot of love and respect for everybody. Because without any everybody that's been in my journey, it wouldn't be the same. Right. So with all that being said, CCW is going to be the next big thing. And I'm not just saying that. Because John's created something special. He has a cast of characters that, as you already know, 
are just sensational talents. Yep. They're all eager and willing to learn. And on top of that, they bring a lot to the table as it is. I mean, I can go down our roster and tell you everybody that everybody on that roster is there for a reason. John took, I want to say, two, three years to develop Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, he went and he found the best talent he could to tell his story. And by doing that, he he almost did like what Vince did, to be honest with you, back when he took over the territories and bought everybody right. out. John did the same thing. John doesn't carry an ego with him. John is not a jerk. He's super approachable and he's easy Absolutely. to work with. And uh, I consider him more of a brother than a promoter, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We just went and did a a show. Well, I did a show in South Bend and I grabbed him and drug him to make him come with me and sell my little stickers. I didn't sell any, but you know, we had a great time anyway. So that's where that picture on Facebook came from. Okay. That's the story behind that. Yeah. We went out to go do a RCW. Okay. And, uh, that was cool. I got to meet Cody Diener. And, uh, yes. I, yeah, that dude's cool. And he's a really good wrestler. He's super talented yeah. at what he does. I wish him nothing but the best. And he is one of the nicest guys to meet also. Yeah, he's having a good run right now in Impact with the uh, Violent by Design. Yeah, and I got to – so when I announced him, it was representing Violent by Design, as seen on Impact TV, Cody Diener, man. And that was just – it's really cool because to see where he started with, like, the ODB angle and mm-hmm. to work where he's at, even, like, the Impact House last year, because I watched that, I really enjoyed that for some – it was good TV. Yes, for that was so much fun. I loved Wrestle House. Right? Yes, that was so cool. They need to do that again because that yep. was so awesome. Uh, Tommy Dreamer is like the ageless wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man may not have all the physical skills he had as a, a younger man, but he's very knowledgeable, very talented, and he's another one that really doesn't have an ego. Nope. Another real cool dude, I don't know if you ever met him, is Al Snow. Yes, I have. Uh, it's it's uh, met him actually. It was a little almost about twenty years ago. I met him, but yeah, absolutely. Well, I met him. Uh, we used to do headlock for uh, headlock on hunger, mm-hmm. and we used to do it in Portage for ARW. And I got the chance to announce him twice. And uh, the first time he was in a a six man tag, and he was coming out with a local tag team. You know, uh, darn it, I'm trying to think. I know the name. Uh, Street Punks, Johnny Showtime, and Marcus Portrait. Okay. All right, Al, how do you want me to announce you? He's like, okay, so I'm coming out with Johnny and Marcus. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so announce them really big and then just say, with Al Snow. I'm like, you're Al Snow, <laughs> dude. He's like, yeah, I know. And everybody else does too. So make sure you give them a big pop and just sort of throw me in there. Right. At that point, I had the respect I had for him jumped like a million times because he is so nice and he's so knowledgeable. Um, he's like the hidden gem of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever hear his story? Uh, yeah, I've heard some of it, but yeah, I mean, if you got some excerpts, please share away. Well, did you hear, um, okay. So when he decided he wanted to be a wrestler, he had gone to, uh, Ollie and Gene Anderson. Okay. And like a little tryout. And this is back in the days where, you know, it was like, this was their living. And kayfabe was in full swing. You know, nobody got to look behind the curtain whatsoever. Right. So um, he had been in the ring with these guys, and they're beating the hell out of him. I mean, bad. And this one dude had him to where, you know, they're like, so you're going to quit, so you're going to quit. And he had him in a lock where his jaw was stuck, so he couldn't say it. So he was just sort of stuck there. So then all of a sudden, Gene Anderson jumped in and was just ripping at his ice, fish hooking him, beating the crap out of him. And... Uh, when he got back to the hotel room, he had seen that Gene had bit him like six times on his back, you know, just because they were protecting the business. They didn't want nobody in. Uh-huh. And that is something that the kids today don't have to do. I mean, it's a lot easier to get in. Right. And uh, the guys that started back then and even before then, the hell they went through. I mean, look at Hogan. As soon as Hogan got in the business, they broke his leg. Yep, I remember that. I've heard that story. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they, they paid their dues, and they paid them hard. You know, all the traveling, the, the amount of traveling and everything else these guys had to do, and they were living off of crumbs. Mm-hmm. Just to make it to wherever they made it, you could see where a lot of people would fall by the wayside. But at the same time, the ones that persevered were the ones that were able to stick it out. They tried their hardest. They kept going. 
So now for me, that's how I feel because I had an issue in 2019. Um, like I said, I'd made a big push to try and get on TV and I really was doing everything I could within my power that I knew how to do, which wasn't too much. But my <laughs> wife had told me, she goes, Greg, I love you. You're a great husband. You're a great father. But you are dedicating way too much time to wrestling, not enough time mm-hmm. for our son. And I get it because I started to do shows two, three, four times a month, which is a lot of time missed with my my wife and my child. Right. And on top of that, I'm not really you don't make much, you know, on the independent circuit. Sometimes you get five, ten bucks, sometimes you get twenty. If you're lucky, if I'm lucky, I might have got thirty, you know. Right. And, um she goes, Greg, you're doing all this, and I know you love it, but the problem is, is you're not making it enough to justify being away from us. So uh, I told the company as I was working for that I'm retiring. I have to call it, otherwise I'm going to end up divorced. And, uh, right. My family means a lot to me. So with that, I retired in November of 2019 for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, ARW sent me off greatly. They gave me a plaque. Um, I was in tears, man. I didn't want to leave, but due to the cir- circumstances, I had to. And literally uh, two weeks later, Michael Allen, who I would worked for over at Acme Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. got a hold of me. He's like, hey, man, I heard you're retired. And I explained everything to him. I was like, look, man, if I can get on TV or if I can have a way less schedule, I could probably still pull this off. But I can't go doing two, three, four weeks a month anymore. That That's done. And he goes, I have just a man for you to talk to. And that's when he introduced me to John. Okay. And, uh, me and John really hit it off. And his wife, Corey. Corey is awesome. I don't know if you met Corey. I, I've talked to her because I, I actually bought, you know, my ticket for the, the show at uh, in October from her. And I talked to her on occasion, but I just recently became friends with her on Facebook and stuff like that. And I'm definitely going to try to talk to her, spend some time talking to her coming up here in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've had some interactions with uh, Corey. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. And she yeah. is a huge wrestling fan, very smart for the business herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was I got to meet both of them. We went and had dinner at a Shoops out in Michigan City. And uh, at that point, I knew I was in good company. And John was, John is who he is. He's a good guy. He's really, he's my biggest fan, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I, he sees things in me that I don't see. He, uh, I'm actually going to have t-shirts at the next show. I never thought I'd even think of doing merchandise, let alone getting stickers and t-shirts. I know it sounds silly, but being the ring announcer, you figure that's more for the talent. But he's like, right. Greg, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that are actually your fans. And uh, I, I can't thank him enough because he's he showed me a lot of love and a lot of support in a lot of ways where other people didn't. Mm-hmm. They, he's given me proper pushes. He's given me sound advice. And he's just a good brother. He's very good. Yeah. We can't argue with that. And I mean, people like that in this business are very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've worked for, with some great promoters, man. Hunter Payne out of SCW. Hunter is one of the nicest guys I've met in my life. Uh, Chano, Chano has done a lot for me in my career. Marciano Chavez, mm-hmm. he's done a lot, man. He helped me out a lot. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Now I am where I am. And I'd like to... It'd be cool to go back to the way things were going, but I also know at that point I won't have a family and I'll be living on your couch, DDJ. So, uh, well, I'm going to be, well, probably by the time this drops, it'll have already happened, but I'm going to be living the next couple weeks on my couch. So, so I'll sleep on the floor next to you. We're good to go. There you go. We'll have a slumber party. Heck yeah. As long as we can build a uh, pillow fort, we're good to go. It's not a slumber party without a pillow fort, man. You get that right, buddy. <laughs> And I mean, DDJ, I, the journey I've been on is far from over. Mm-hmm. I would like to continue it. And I'm going to continue it. And I eventually, once CCW breaks free, I'm hoping to be able to travel to Australia because I've always wanted to see those crazy houses. Yep. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico, but I'd love to go back. Puerto Rico, as long as I don't get Bruiser Brody, it'll be good to go. Oh, wow. I know. That's going a little too far on that one. <laughs> that was another guy I forgot to mention. Bruiser Brody was a scary cat back in the yes, day. You he remember was. Him and 
Abdullah the Butcher. Jeez, man. Yep. You want to talk about some guys that were lusting for blood. Those guys yep. were straight out trying to kill somebody. Yep. And uh, there's not many like him anymore. Nope. There's one dude that looks like him, and he's a good wrestler, and he's a friend of mine, Max Holiday. Mm-hmm. And Max was just in the Brass Ring. It was a movie that came out last year, I believe. Okay. And it's about wrestling. So if anybody gets the chance, you should watch that. Okay. Brass to, I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be really good. All right. So um, so I got to ask a couple more questions here, and then we'll start wrapping it up. Um, so obviously being a ring announcer, um, who is, like if you had to pick uh, one or maybe two ring announcers – like from everybody that we've seen over the years, who would you say are like is like your is your favorite ring announcer of all time or favorite two? Of all time? Yeah. I wanna say Fink. Yep. I mean Howard Finkel, that dude was just outstanding and nobody will ever replace Finkel. Mm-hmm. He just had a way about him and his sound and I, I would love to go back in time. And sit in Madison Square Garden and hear him and announce the show. Yeah, he was so great. But by far, I would want to say he's probably my favorite hands down wrestling announcer. Mm-hmm. And now, if you start getting into other things, not Bruce, but Michael Buffer. You yep. know, let's get ready to rumble. Oh. Love that dude. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely Fink. Fink would be my favorite, hands down. Right. Yeah. Don't don't ask me about Justin Roberts because we'll just leave it there. All right, I'll just leave it there. I'm a, I'm also one guy that I'm a huge fan of. Um, I was big because I'm I'm a big early late '80s, early '90s WCW guy. So I'm a huge Gary Michael Capetta fan as well. Yes, I I do not mean to slight him. Finkel's just a little bit higher than him in my opinion. oh, absolutely. I think it, 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 it yeah, he's in my eyes, he's a, in a on a in a league of his own. So, but that's just me. So, no, I agree with you a hundred percent on that one. I mean. Howard Finkel just had that way to get your attention, and he made everybody sound like a million bucks as they came to the ring. Yep. And I, I that, I'm just gonna smile at that one. That's all I can say. He's he is the legend. He is the man. Now, if you start getting the commentators, I'm gonna have to go with Gordon Soley. That's a whole different ballpark. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody says Jr. is the greatest, and he's very good at what he does. But in my opinion, Gordon Soley was able to tell a story. Me and you could have a match and make us sound like we're Olympian wrestlers. I mean, that's how good this guy was. Yep. So, and then JR's he's great, but a lot of people don't give Vince McMahon the respect he deserves when he was behind, you know, behind oh, he was amazing on the microphone. I, I'm not going to argue with you there. And I mean, when it was like, shit, I mean, Bobby and Gorilla, that's probably my favorite pairing of all time. That's those my- two fed up. Yeah, those two fed up each other all the time. Yeah, it was just constant. Bobby the Brain Heenan is hands down one of the smartest minds in wrestling ever. Mm. And he came from Chicago. He was, uh, I want to say, an only child. He didn't have a dad. And Bobby Heenan was just something else. I don't have to say anything because that man is, he's a legend and well-deserved. And like you said with Fink, he's one of a kind. He is on a a level of his own. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and Joey Styles, yes. Joey Styles being a one-man commentating team, forget about it. That guy was—he still is. I don't know if he's working anywhere at this moment in time, but Joey Styles will always hold a big part in my heart because of how good he was at what he did. Yeah. Oh man, so uh, sorry for all the rambling, Dennis. No, no, no. I, 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 I've, I've enjoyed this. This has been fun, and I mean, it's definitely made my job that much easier. And when it's easy for me, it's that's when it's the most fun because I just get to sit back and listen, and I love that and stuff. So, uh, so yeah. So we're gonna start wrapping it up here. Um, yes, sir. So obviously, uh, I'm gonna let you uh, have some time here to uh, talk about the uh, what's coming up for CCW, and then um, obviously, you know, you made the the you know had breaking news that you will have a t-shirt at the uh ccw show so uh why don't you uh take these uh this time here to uh talk about what's coming up with ccw and uh how people uh can support you and also reach out to you on social media well i'll start with the social media um you can find me 
on Twitter at Gregarious Greg. No, Little Red Devil seventy seven. That's okay. It's an old account, but that is to me. Uh, Instagram is under just my name, Greg Hansen. Facebook is Greg Hansen. If you look up Greg Hansen, local one, because I'm an iron worker out of Chicago. Okay. You'll find me right away because there's like three hundred and something people with my name. And if it <laughs> become the Highlander, I'll start chopping heads, man. I'm, there you go. Um, this show is going to be off the chain. This show, we're going to see. Phew, the one I'm very excited to see, the match that I'm very excited to see, is the Tribunal versus No Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into too many details, but I'll tell you this. That's the one that I put down, hands down, maybe match of the night. Because Paragon and Jace Thorne are very evil. And they're very good at what they do. Paragon, mm-hmm. I will get him back for torturing me in the ring. But I don't know how to do it yet. And I don't want to, like I said, end up in a body bag or a trunk. Right. Don't spill any of the beans. So Yeah, no, no, no. And No Coast is... They're young. They're talented. They got a lot of charisma. They got a lot of talent. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I don't want to give in, get into too much of it, but I'll tell you now: if you're not entertained from this show, you need to get your vision checked because it is going to be a great show. <laughs> the best thing I can say is, if you're not there, very much follow CCW as much as you can. Yeah, and wait for it to come out on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Fight TV, or Powered for. Because you won't want to miss it. For anybody who has not seen the Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Show, now's the time to watch it because we're, what, two weeks away now, D? Uh, at this, as of this recording, yeah, we're looking at about uh, two and a half weeks. Yeah, so it's going to be, you want to get caught up on the action because it's going to go boom. Another great match will be uh, Jackson P. Larkin, C. Red, and Miles Mercer taking on. Braven Fed, Yoya, and Dakota Kai. Janai Kai, you mean? Janai Kai, damn. Dakota Kai wrestles for NXT, so I don't think she's going to be at the show. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No. Oh, good for her. Congratulations. But it broke my heart. I wanted to meet that woman. Sorry to be the buzzkill. That's all right. Somebody had to do it, and I'd rather it be you than somebody I don't like. Okay, well, I appreciate that. So, well, we'll see how that all turns out. But I'll tell you now, when you get there, strap in because it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab the audience by the cojones and get them rolling, man. As soon as that bell, but as soon as we get ready to start and the first bell goes, everybody's going to be off their feet, jumping with entertainment and excitement because you know what? I have nothing else to bring but energy and happiness. We have some of the greatest commentators and Steve Arndt and Joey Roth. Yep. Michael Allen, the main the main interview man in Chicago land, very smart for this business, very good friend, and I'm very fortunate to be able to work with him. And John's John, John's just great. Anybody who has not met John or heard John on any podcast or anything, definitely, definitely, you want to take the time to listen to everything and anything that man's on. Yeah, and as far as shows, I mean shirts. You're going to have to go to the show to get them because I don't really have a website or anything right now. Give it time. There will be more merchandise. All righty then. Well, uh, Greg, uh, I want to thank you uh, for your time uh, today. Uh, This was a lot of fun. Um, And, yeah, uh, I believe tickets are sold out for the June 12th show, but I believe tickets are still available for the August show, correct? Yeah, we're sold out for June at the moment, and uh, COVID is really messing with us on that one. Mm-hmm. It's very oh, unfortunate this world's going through what it's going through. It, we can't help that. But uh, August, there's still tickets available. Not many. So if you want to go, make sure you get a ticket. D, you already know I got you. Don't worry. You'll have a ticket. If you want 10, I'll get you 10. Don't worry. I got I got my ticket for August already. Once I think that, I saw John say something about they had sold 50% of the tickets. I'm like, I better get mine now. So, Well, next time you want, I'll tell you what. I believe we're having our next show after that in October. I got you. I got you covered. All right. I I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Real quick, I want to say thank you for allotting me this time and allowing me to come on to your fantastic show and be able to be part of this. I can't thank you enough, sir. Well, thank you for doing this, man. And uh, I'm sure I'll be chatting with you here in the next uh, couple weeks leading up to the show. But if anything, I'll I'll see see you in Michigan City uh, 
provided I'm uh, cleared for travel, uh, I'll see you in Michigan City here in about two and a half weeks. Thank you so much, Dean. I wish you the best. I hope you heal quick, my friend. Thanks, man. You take care and have a great day. You as well. This is rock star Johnny Nye, and you're listening to What Do You Say with DDJ. Make sure you catch the newest episode featuring yours truly. What other reason could you possibly need to tune in outside of the fact that I'm on it? I mean, come on, people. And for those of you who don't tune in, be gone. The biggest crime with this episode is that uh, Greg and I did not have more time to talk because we could have easily went on for at least another hour or two, just everything we were talking about. And uh, Greg, definitely will have you back. Would love to have you back on down the line to do a part two because I feel like there's so much more we could get into. Uh, thanks again for uh, coming on. It was a lot of fun. I hope uh, you guys listening to this enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed conducting the interview with Greg. And uh, again. Be sure to catch him uh, in action at Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Uh, the June 12th show is sold out, but uh, be sure to keep an eye out for it when it debuts on Amazon Prime, Fight.TV, Powered 4TV, High Spots Wrestling Network. Um, coming up here in the next uh, few weeks or so, uh, you can catch him on the rest of the superstars of Chicagoland Championship Wrestling coming up on August 21st. And uh, tickets are still available, although there aren't many left. So I'll uh, be sure to uh, get your ticket as quickly as possible before they sell out. Uh, tickets are $10 each, or you can get a family four-pack for $30. Well, that's all the time I have this week for uh, this episode of What Do You Say with DDJ? And I'll see you in about a week with a brand new episode. Have a good night, everyone. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m., for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. <laughs>